This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Llanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room. It is an absolute pleasure to have you here. Katie, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat with you today. Yeah, no, I get I get nothing but good vibes um, as we as we kick this off. And uh, my favorite way to kick things off on the show, uh, we all know it here. If we've been if you've been rocking with us since the beginning, you know this is where it's going to start off. Is what was it like growing up around? You know, what kind of professional experiences did you see growing up that sort of influenced you? Like, do you come from a family of entrepreneurs? Yeah. So I actually, so my dad's an attorney, so that kind of speaks for itself. So he's a corporate attorney and he was always very much, you know, pushing me towards getting involved in small businesses or entrepreneur environments. Uh, and then I actually do my stepmom uh, as well. She owns her own business. So I've watched her grow that business and go through all of the excitement and the trials and the experiences that go into growing a business. So I've definitely had the opportunity to see it. Um, but it, it's a different animal when you're in it, for sure. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, so you grew up watching that very, very strong influences, I'm sure. And then at what point did you yourself actually take the dive into the business world? Yeah. So I think it was a couple steps. So I went to college. I went from New Jersey. I went to Rutgers, New Jersey, and uh, I got towards the end of my years and took a little longer than expected. And my dad said, hey, you probably should go to that career center and you know, find out what you want to do with your life. And I said, okay. So I go to the career center as a senior and I said, Hey, I don't know what I want to do with my life. So I think I should take that test. And, uh, it came back human resources, which at that point I didn't know necessarily what that meant. Um, so I started taking uh, a couple of labor relations classes and had the opportunity to work in Miami, Florida, um, at a growing business down there. And it was a 300 person call center and it was a total zoo. Um, and it, you know, it was every possible HR issue you could imagine. I learned from five really high level uh, HR professionals and sitting in meetings that I may not have been qualified for and got to take notes and learn. Um, and then during that experience, I had a great mentor and he was the HR director at that location. And he said, listen, you better find yourself something that you love doing and make it something for yourself, or you're going to spend the rest of your life making somebody else's pockets fall and their dreams come true. And that was a really pivotal moment for me because I realized I knew the CEO personally as a family friend. And I know, you know, he had this house in on the ocean in Miami and he had city traveled and I'm making nothing. And I'm saying, wait a minute, this is not really the way I want to do this. I really want, I didn't like the idea of having a cap on how much I could make. So uh, I moved to Tulsa, Oklahoma, and I was living there. And there were many small businesses that were just kind of lost when it came to HR or didn't even know really what HR was. I would say, hey, do you have HR at your company? And they'd say, 
yeah, you know, my mom runs payroll for me. It's great. And I'm like, oh, that's a good start. So let's just kind of expand on that. So it, it took a lot of uh, education, really, uh, which I love doing. So I love really growing alongside the small business owner and helping them learn. Um, but that was really it. That was the moment where I was like, you know, I started uh, consulting with a few companies and realized that it was just such an underserved market, these small businesses, because they didn't know what they didn't know. So they were really stepping so, into some stuff. <laughs> so important. So yeah. important. Uh, uh, Jason, do you have something to say to that? It looks like you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of businesses look at HR as like that's the 800 pound gorilla in the room, right? I mean, a lot of people view it that way. I don't know why it's viewed that way because it's like, and it's like that catch all for everything. Go see HR. Oh yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. Like, We're the party oh, planners, the yeah, right? The, there you go. All the things. So yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Oh, well, what do you mean your desk doesn't have a puppy dog? Go see HR. Yeah, go uh, talk to HR. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that that was definitely a motivator for me because yeah. the whole concept of HR was just the scary lady in the corner, like yelling about <laughs> your attire or your skirt being too short. And it was just not, you know, I really wanted to flip that concept on his head. It's so much more than that. It's building the culture and creating a company where employees want to work for you. Uh, and the way you attain that is you have to have structure. You have to have policies. You have to do it the right way. So um, so it's definitely all-encompassing, party planning and awards. And however, there's a lot of strategic processes that go into place as well. But yes, we are a catch-all. Go see HR. <laughs> if you're not scared of them, if you're not scared of them, which again, we are trying to flip that around. We are not scary. We're fun to work with. We just help you avoid problems. You and, and that's the thing that I'm so surprised about. And what I love about your story is that you immediately went to the underserved because it's true. There, there's a whole market there. I, I was just before uh, our, our last call, there was, a, there was an intermediary break. Someone had canceled. So I was just thinking and I got to chatting with, uh, with with a friend of mine. They called me out of the blue and they were talking to me about, you know, the hustle and how many opportunities there are out there to actually help people. And uh, you just have to be put yourself in front of them. Right. Like and how many businesses don't even have a Google my business page. Right. Like just this for beginners. Right. Because. They're not even up to date on any tech. They own a liquor store or a small ice cream shop or something. And these people, they might be making, you know, it might be a million dollar a year business. You know, it might be a couple hundred thousand dollars a year, depending on where they are, if it's West LA or somewhere that isn't, you know, or I'm in Los Angeles. And all of them could use the resources that they don't usually have access to because they're not usually targeted. Absolutely. I love that we're highlighting that in this conversation. Cause that's not, that's not a topic that we've had the pleasure of being able to dive in on. Yeah. Um, and it's just, I mean, honestly, the understanding and I like the, I love the education portion of it because there's just so many times that, you know, we'll ask somebody, Hey, you have an employee handbook. And they'll be like, yeah, you know, I have this employee handbook. It's in my closet. My mom wrote it in 1992. It's awesome. And it's great. And we'll be like, okay, that's a great start. Um, have the employees signed the handbook and they'll be like, no, 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 they haven't. And so then it kind of leads into the conversation that essentially that means you, you don't have a handbook because um, in any sort of, you know, EEOC charge or lawsuit, you need to be able to prove that you, you know, showed them the handbook, that they read through it, that they acknowledged it, just having it in your closet, you know, doesn't 
isn't going to cut it. Um, but it's just, you know, learning that and realizing that there's just really, there's some little basic pieces you can put into place now uh, to prevent things from snowballing in the future, which is what we try to focus in on. So let's talk about this idea of the uh, narrative of the human resources at a company, right? Because we kind of like hinted at it. And you say that it's something that you're working on the most. What better place to start laying the groundwork for it and make the case for it than on a long form format uh, uh, content uh, platform, like a podcast, right? It's all long form. So you can speak to some degree at length here on some of the things you'd love to see championed. For those who have an HR team, what are some ways that they can, what are some ways that a business owner can support and empower their HR, whether it's in-house or, you know, fractional contractual, how can they actually support and help them gain the influence necessary to actually foster a good culture and all those things? Yes. So that's a great question. So when we partner with the client, uh, one of the most important parts is that we are partnering with the top down. So we cannot go into a company and work with mid-level managers uh, if the you know ownership team and the C team is not really on board. They are not supporting it. They're not willing to hear it. They're not coachable. So as a business owner, it is so important that A, you have somebody in that position that you trust. So meaning that person should be certified in human resources. They should have the experience. Um, And that's an issue that we deal with often is that it's hard to hire for HR. And I say that it's similar to me trying to hire somebody for IT. And what that would go like would be, do you know IT? And they would say, sure. And I'd be like, great, you're hired. That would be the option. And obviously that's not the way I would do it. Uh, So what I would do is I would hire an expert to build out the basics. And then I would utilize that expert to help hire somebody that they can ask the technical questions. They can tell if this person actually knows what they're doing or if they ran payroll three times for their dad's company a few years ago. So that's kind of like, that's a huge part of it right there. Um, But really getting the support from the top down, um, building the processes out alongside experts in their field and then expanding from there. So, you know, utilizing the experts, not only to build the infrastructure, but to help you hire that team. If you want to have somebody in-house, that's awesome, but just do it right from the bottom. So get it right the first time and build on that um, is definitely what we see working the best for sure. That sounds like such an important conversation. I feel like Jason, you had something to say there. Did I, did I see that right? (laughs) Yeah, it's, you know, it always comes back to this thing and that's put the right people in the right seats on the bus. Right. I mean, and, and it's also knowing as a, business owner and maybe your, your, your different team members, so on and so forth, what are their superpowers? Right. And, and then being able to utilize those superpowers in the most effective way possible and not saying, well, Hey, Jen, you're in charge of hiring everybody for the company. Right. And, (laughs) and Jen probably shouldn't be hiring anybody. Yeah, for sure. And you know, cause Jen's an accountant's. And Jen right. is really good at numbers and she kills it at the books. Right. She doesn't necessarily have the experience doing the hiring. So exactly what you're right. saying. It's, you know, um, and that's HR is that baby that gets tossed to whomever until there's a problem, typically, until right. they get an EOC charge and they go, I, w- I thought I was doing this right, Jen. 
didn't you tell me this was okay? And she's like, I'm not an HR. I, I do accounting, but it sounded like a good idea. Um, so that's usually when they're like, oh, I think, you know, we probably should yeah. go a little further into the putting the right, right people in the right place for sure. It's like, it's like, Hey boss, I took the, you know, <laughs> you know what sandwich that you gave me. And, uh, I took bites out of it. <laughs> I did the best I could, but I didn't have, you know, the actual standard operating procedure that was built by a professional. So it was just me doing the best I could, you know, on Google, which is what we say. We're like, we're the stop between Google and your attorney um, because you're typically Googling and asking questions, which is like when you do that for a headache, WebMD says you're dying. So it's very similar (laughs) to when you Google, like, can I fire this person? It's going to give you every possible answer. So that's typically where we find some clients. And then the other option is they're doing things, hoping for the best, and then calling their attorney the fact and saying, Hey, I did this. Can you fix it? And the attorney's like, no, not really. Probably not. Like I can help you now, but it's not going to be as easy as if you had done it right. So that's, that's usually where we step in for sure. That's so funny. I've recently been getting more into uh, the the, the payroll side of things as well. And uh, one of the things I noticed is like uh, some people are ready to just hit terminate on the back end and be like, you know, we'll figure it out. It's like, you know, you have to have valid reasons because this could come back to haunt you. Like you can't just hit terminate because I don't like this person anymore. Right. That's not the way it works. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's, That's actually one of the most common questions I've gotten in my entire HR career is we're at will. I just fire whoever I want. Can I just fire whoever I want? Isn't that what the law says? So essentially, sure. I mean, they 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 don't have to work for you. Um, but just because you're at will doesn't mean that they can't sue you for improperly firing them or a list of other things. So yeah, you can do whatever you want. We would never advise our clients to do that um, because obviously there's a ton of things that can come from that. So making sure their ducks are in a row, but that is the most common question. It's like, whatever, I'm just going to terminate them in the payroll system and call it a day. And we're like, well, we got to check some boxes first before we do that. So yeah. It's it's funny. It's like uh, what I'm learning is it's a lot like production of content, right? It, the best way to to save yourself a lot of headaches is to hire the right people to begin with, right? <laughs> That's like, you know, it's like do all the yeah. work ahead of time and save yourself a headache later. You won't yeah, be doing a lot of I, firing. <laughs> yes, but I also heavily understand that as an entrepreneur because I myself, and I share this story very openly, uh, I myself, you know, I started my business and I said, it's just me. I can probably do things through TurboTax. I don't know. I'm fine. Yeah. Well, uh, turns out I probably should have hired a CPA up front because when I did finally hire a CPA a few years later, he said, Katie, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, you know, I was listening to this guy who gave me some advice and I was running payroll for myself. And I don't even know if I'm classified as the right company. And he said, listen, the amount of money and time that you are now going to have to spend hanging out with me uh, to undo whatever it is you did is going to be astronomical compared to you just preventing the problem up front and getting a CPA from like day one, uh, because having these things in place and preventively doing it and keeping up with it is just easier. But I mean, sometimes you just kind of have to learn the hard way and pay for your pay for the pain, go through it and realize that this is not what I want to do in any other area of my company. So now I have the professionals handling all of the things because it's a steep slope for sure. Expensive. Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you, 
So I had uh, a mentor of mine one time. He said, so you got two options for, for your headaches. You can either, you can either take an aspirin and feel better or chop your head off. Either one will cure your headache, but which one would you rather do? Yeah. <laughs> Curing a headache by chopping off your head probably isn't the best course of action, right? So, oh. so take the aspirin. That's a better option. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, maybe find out what was, what was causing the headache and try yeah. to prevent that in the future. You know, mm-hmm. wearing your hair in a really tight ponytail or drinking <laughs> too many glasses of wine. Maybe that was the reason. Yeah. And let's maybe just not do that. And then yeah. have to worry about the headache. I have so, that ponytail yeah. problem. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. As I was saying that, I'm like, you guys can obviously relate to that, but <laughs> relate to that for sure. But yeah, dealing with the issue. Yeah, oh man, sure. it's 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 for fascinating sure. to me how many how many business conversations really really tally up to someone who just didn't make the right decision the first time. And then we're talking about it in hindsight with 2020 vision. And that's what I love about the show is like, if you are early and you're listening and you are in the early stages, do it now. You have, you have three people here going, yeah, you know, laughing, but really we want to cry, but (laughs) I'm like, if I could go back and prevent this, I definitely would. Um, But I mean, it's the, it's, there's so many good people that are just trying to do the right thing. They really are. Like we work with so many amazing clients that really are just trying to do the right thing. And they just necessarily, they don't know any better. So they try to do the right thing and it ends up being you know, against this law, or they should have done this first and checked this box. So um, they're good people. I'm a good person. I just had no idea what I was doing when it came to, you know, accounting. I'm pretty sure I dropped that course in college. Like that is not something I should be doing with my time. That is not a good move. So hire the experts to set that up. That is probably the best piece of advice I have. And, you know, you heard it straight from someone that works with many people in HR, many businesses, takes a look at many businesses. It's just a fact. You got to get out of your own damn way. That's like out of your own way. It's a great way to put it. Man, and I'm I'm glad that we're having that conversation. I really am. It's like I said, uh, there's there's a few things that we did in this conversation today that doesn't happen often. One is looking at the reality because HR, accounting, uh, they get to see like the, the real like behind. The, the yeah. curtain, right? The, the, it's different from having a conversation about marketing or, you know, scaling. Yeah. No, like on the back end, you probably shouldn't fire people that way. You know, yeah. you probably shouldn't hire the way that you're hiring. And yeah. also, you should probably hire the help that you need immediately to run your business in the way, like with paperwork the right way from like the job. Nobody wants to do. We yeah, get yeah. it. Why we're busy. <laughs> we're busy because nobody wants to do this. And it's the redheaded stepchild. That's why we're busy, but it has to be done. So it's exactly what you're saying. It's like getting, you got to get in there and just make sure that it's being done properly to avoid issues. Yeah. So the fact that we're covering that. And then the other thing about like the way your journey started with actually helping companies, uh, small businesses that may not actually have access to the, to the best talent out there, right? The best copywriters, the best this, Uh, what a missed opportunity because those companies they're the kind of companies that like kind of set it and forget it. Once they start working with someone, they're not out there trying to, 
you know, have 10 other copywriters be a part of, no, they don't have the time for that. Right. Yeah. And so I, I just love that we had the, the chance to really cover that. Um, before, before we go any further, I, I want to take a quick break to give like a shout out to like somebody that made the show possible today, this episode, right. In particular. And we have such a blooming community of not only actual business owners in our community, but then our audience spans the spectrum of people thinking about business to starting uh, starting to scale their business because they're in a position to do that. So one of the people that supports the show is uh, Terry. He's got a company called Scale with Social Selling. And so for anyone that's listening out there, if you've ever looked at your sales calendar and thought, wow, business would be great if my calendar was actually filled with people that I should be talking to. I've got plenty of calls, just they all turn out to be the people I didn't want to talk to. I don't even know how they got my calendar thing going. (laughs) All you have to do is like stop hoping and wishing and reach out, go to try.scalewithsocialsellingsystem.com. That's a mouthful, but let me say it one more time. Trial.scalewithsocialsellingsystem.com. And you'll find out why their prospecting system is one that will help you actually guarantee the kind of success you're looking for as far as qualified prospects, which is really the place where you start. We were talking about this on this episode about like hiring, right? And this that you should also be prospecting, right? But again, these are all the things that nobody wants to talk about. So go ahead and do that. Tell them the war room sent you and they'll take care of you. They'll give you an extra 20% off. So with that said, I want to turn it over to you, Katie. Where can people get a hold of you? Where can they connect with you? And do you have a call to action? Yeah. Uh, so you can find us online. So CYB Human Resources, cover your bases, human resources. Uh, we're entirely virtual. We cover across the United States. We help businesses all across. So you can find us online, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram is great. Um, we offer an initial call. So we really want to help the small business owner just even understand what they're going through and is this an HR issue? A lot of people don't necessarily know. So we do that. uh, And we offer a complimentary HR road mapping session, which is really an eye opener for a growing business to kind of get some red flags and really dig into what needs to be focused on. So uh, online CYB human resources um, is the best place to reach us. And I mean, we love small business. It's a lot of fun. So we enjoy what we do. Love it. With that said, if it's in good taste, I think we're ready for the grand finale, the uh, open-ended question I mentioned earlier. Uh, Katie, if you could have invited anybody to sit in with us today, you had your pick of the litter, point, any point, place, time in the world, who would you have loved to have had here and why? This might sound kind of bizarre, but based on just, you know, this week, we had a crazy week, and I wish I could invite me from nine years ago um, and hear from me nine years ago as to how I would react to all of these things that we're talking about right now and all of the experience that has been shared just now, because I think she would be shocked (laughs) at the things that were coming her way for sure. So that's, that's my answer there. And I know I was nervous. I don't know if that's the right answer. No, I love it. I love uh, it. Based on this conversation and, you know, it's been a crazy year. I'd love to hear you know what she would have to say about it. I love that. It made me realize, I wonder if I were to have met myself now as the person when I was first starting, if I would even listen yeah. to myself. That's the thing that I feel like you're only ready to hear things when you're ready to yeah. hear things. And For it's sure. just, we could give each other, advice. we could give our younger selves advice, but we all know if that was the case. We would have just done that to begin. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like people told me this. I'm very, very sure. 
that they told oh, yeah. me. I have people that. telling me things today that I still don't do. <laughs> I'm fine. I got this. I have gotten a lot better with that though. And it has been the experience running a business, growing a business, uh, watching other companies grow that has given me that um, insight to say, hey, you know, this person's very successful and smart. Maybe I can avoid an expensive, painful experience if I try it their way yeah. first. So oh, yeah. it's it's a good experience for sure to have. Have you ever tried learning from other people's mistakes? Yeah. God, it saves you so much time and money. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I'm on board with that now. It's taken some time, but I'm there. <laughs> so it's a tra- it's a tradition here for Jason to close this out. So I'll let him do that. But uh, it really has been a pleasure getting to know you, even though it was brief, Katie. I, I have a feeling this won't be the last time we chat, uh, but I'll turn it over to Jason. Thank you. Yeah, I can tell you if I like, was able to have a conversation with my like 20 year old self, my 20, <laughs> my 20 year old self would probably go, whatever, dude, get out. <laughs> You're <fine>. crazy. <laughs> For sure. Especially where, where I was then, you know, I was a young GI in the army and jumping out of airplanes and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And uh, if you'd have fast forward to where I am today, I'd have been like, yeah, that's, that's ridiculous to even think that's going to happen. Whatever, dude, go away. Go away, old man. <laughs> but oh, man. Anyway, no, great conversation. Thank you for being here. I always like to say we have, you know, we all have the same 168 every week. And uh, you took uh, 28 with us today. And uh, we appreciate you doing that. Really dropping uh, some good value on uh, the audience. And we wish you health, wealth, and a wonderful holiday season this year. Thank you as well. This has been a pleasure and a great way to to end the week for sure. So thank you. Yes. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) So much, guys. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.